Hey, what's up, y'all? Today, we're going to throw it back to one of y'all's favorite episodes to date, and honestly, one of the top downloads we have for this podcast. It's how to ask for what you want in your relationship. Now, I know, I know, it's easier said than done, but the more couples we talk to, the more we realize just how difficult it is to tell your partner what you actually need. A lot of times, there's fear of what they might say, fear of how they might react, but Tune into this episode and really take some notes, and we challenge you to use some of these strategies and see what a difference it can make in your relationship by simply starting to talk to your partner about what you want. Hope you all enjoy. Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Love Podcast. You guys better settle in because Brandon's getting fired up and the episode hasn't even started. I am. You always know when you're talking about an episode and then you start to get fired up. It's like, these people need to know. Let's get on this because these people need to know and we're going to tell them. All right. So the other day we were in the car and our five-year-old daughter was talking about how she gets Chick-fil-A for lunch every Wednesday. And Brandon pipes in with, yeah, mommy never buys me Chick-fil-A and I really want it. And our daughter is like looking at Brandon kind of crazy And she goes, well, daddy, if you just want mommy to take you to Chick-fil-A for lunch, just ask her and she will. And she was totally like, I don't get why this dude is telling me that mommy won't take him. And he never even asked her. And that, my friends, is the exact attitude we need when we approach our relationships. You have to ask for what you want in your relationship. Here's the thing. I generally can tell Brandon exactly what I need and what I want. But then there's times when I just don't. Now, I'm going to give you this example because it happens kind of frequently for us. And I know it's done before I'm even telling you about it. There are nights when we get home from work and I start unloading backpacks and undoing lunches and starting the laundry, getting changed, getting bath time and bedtime together for the kids. And all of a sudden... I get a little bit of grumpiness in me and I think, dude, why am I doing all this work and where's Brandon? Now, to be fair, he's not sitting on the couch leisurely enjoying his time. He's making dinner for the kids. He's getting them wrangled up. He's allowing me to do my run. He's doing all the things. But if I see him pause for like 14.3 seconds, I'm getting a little bit of an attitude about it. And my stupid self won't just say, hey, Brandon, can you help me with the 19th load of laundry tonight? No, I don't do that. Instead, I get a little bit worked up and I get angry and I decide I'm going to test him. So I know that I should just open my mouth and like magic, he'd get up and start cleaning. But I want to know, will he notice? Will he pitch in? The good news is that one night every few months where I feel put upon is not going to cause any real harm to our relationship. But what about when one or both people in a relationship won't open up and say what they need? What if those needs are much more than the housework? The hard thing is that I believe there are a lot of couples out there who just don't ask for what they need from the other person. It's so true because like you said, it's it might seem simple because a lot of times it is simple. Like it starts with housework. It starts with 
you know, what you're, what you're going to do on the weekend. It starts with whatever you fill in the blank of what it starts with. It's a small thing, but that small thing is a thread and you start to pull on that thread. You can just go and go and go. And the issue is if you don't resolve those things and you don't open your mouth and you don't talk about it right away when it's becoming an issue, then that thread will just keep coming out and out and out. And it'll build up into a much bigger thing if you don't face it. So the reality is that most people don't want to face it. We just don't want the conflict. We just don't want to fight. And that's what we think in our heads. Like we don't want to fight. Like Megan might say, well, I don't want to have a fight, so I'm not going to bring that up. When in reality, it's not going to be a fight. It's a conversation. It's not a fight. Now, the only way it becomes a fight is if she's getting frustrated, if she's getting upset. If she's letting some underlying resentment be there and build up like a boiling pot and eventually it's going to explode. But if she comes to me in those times and we just have a conversation and she just tells me what she needs, I can hear that as another human being, let alone another partner and say, yeah, no, I totally understand. Let's do it. And we can attack that together. But the issue is if you let it build up, that's where that attitude comes. That's where that negativity comes. And then as a couple, you can just feed off of each other. So if she comes at me asking the same thing, but in a much more negative voice, then I'm going to probably respond in that same way. So that's where you have to be careful and understand that you can just open your mouth. You can just open your mouth and ask the other person what they need. And in response, they can tell you what they need. And it makes a huge difference in what you're trying to do as a couple and just as a other human being. Absolutely. And I really like your analogy with the thread because I think that is so 100% spot on. I feel like that's just, I mean, it's housework, right? Right right now it's a conversation about housework, but what about in four months? What about nine months? What about in 12 years? These things that started out as housework, maybe years from now are something totally huge and ridiculous and you've never talked about it because you've never been brave enough to say what you need. So why don't we say what we need then? Why don't we just say, hey, this is how you can help me, this is how I need to be helped, and this is how you can better love me. Well, one of the reasons, I think, is as a test. Like I was mentioning earlier, I, for whatever reason, in my stupid head, I decide sometimes that I want to test Brandon. How well does he know me? Can he see? Does he realize? Well, guess what? He probably doesn't, but I'm going to test him anyway in these moments. Yeah, and I think that's often the case because... It, it will be almost like a test. Like you want to see how they respond. You want to see what they do. But really, like Meg said, I mean, in those moments, just like with me, if I'm out here like doing dishes or I'm doing anything else, if I'm doing something for this podcast, if I'm doing something else, then I think, well, I'm the only one working. And then I catch her on her phone or whatever else, even though she's been doing a thousand other things, like all of a sudden in my mind, it's like blowing up and it's something else. But it's like the reality is, you're both working on something. If you're not, that's a whole different conversation, by the way. Right, right. But even still, it doesn't get you out of the fact that you need to ask. Maybe you're not good at asking. Maybe you're not good at asserting yourself. Well, now's the time. Now is the time. You do not want to get to a place where you didn't ask and then you've built up years of resentment. And then when you come to that person and blow up or come to that person and say you want to leave, how are they going to react? Because you've never actually communicated that to them. 
So what do you think they're going to, how they're going to respond? Because they were, they're completely thrown off guard. The second reason I think is that we're just wondering, is this a legitimate ask or am I asking for too much? You just kind of doubt that you're even allowed to ask what you're, what you're asking for. Yeah, you you just worry. I think too that you're just asking for too much because like if you're asking, like me and Meg will ask each other for stuff all the time, but then you're like, have I asked for too much today, or have I asked for too much this week, or she's already doing a lot, so do I ask? And the answer is yes, yes. It's always better to put it up front. It's always better to be honest. It's always better to have that conversation because the times where you don't, and you kind of think like Meg was saying, like, is this legitimate? It's not for you to decide. Like you don't need to decide whether it's legitimate. Like your partner will let you know, trust me, if it doesn't seem like it's a legitimate thing. And maybe you need to have a deeper conversation there. But don't hold it in because that holding it in just leads to resentment. Yeah, don't let that discomfort with what you need hold you back from actually asking for it. And then another thing I believe that really holds us back is lack of trust. And I think we wonder, can I really tell them, will they take me seriously or just brush me off? And that kind of makes us feel not super confident in just asking for what we need. We just don't really know if we can truly trust that they'll understand and accept what we're asking for. Oh, it's so amazing what you just said, because it's it's true. I, I think back as you were talking about when we first started our relationship, about when we first became a couple, we were just two young kids and we were starting out. And I don't know where you guys are at out there in your relationship, but at some point you start out with the butterflies, no matter what age you are, you start out at a certain level, right? And a lot of it in the start is just about fun. It's just about having fun. It's just about enjoying time together. But the longer you're together, the more issues will come up. The more huge things will come up. Maybe you'll get married. Maybe you'll have kids. Like those things go a lot further over time. And then you have to like build almost another layer of your trust level. Because really what Megan's touching on is, you know, can you trust them? Can I trust you as a person? Can I trust what I'm telling you is going to stay here? And when you're having fun and when you're just laughing and when you're just enjoying life, what is there really to trust the other person about? Like to give you a good time? Like, I mean, it's like, I mean, I mean, really, I mean, we laugh, but it's like, that's really all it is. But until you start like going deeper and deeper and, and really testing the relationship to build that layer of trust, because over time you build layer after layer after layer of trust, which is why when people get in a married relationship where they've been married for a very long time, that either can go away because they just stop sharing altogether or it becomes a huge blow up when like all of a sudden that trust is broken because like there's that veil of trust that's there that you hold true on. But like, again, when you're first starting out or maybe you've never broached this subject, maybe you've just never spoke up for yourself. Maybe your partner's not a person to speak up for themselves. You need to ask because it's important to build that trust and that trust builds a solid foundation for your relationship. Right. And you know that the saying, there's no, there's no stupid question. Well, we can debate about that all day long. But truly here, I don't think that there's any stupid ask. If you feel something is on your heart, you might have to just trust that the other person will accept that and ask anyway. You might have to just take that discomfort that you're feeling about wondering if you can trust them with what's really going on in your heart and just take a step out into the unknown, if you will. I'm going to reference Frozen 2 there for a second. But just really go for it and 
then then you'll know. Then you'll know that you can trust them. And I think a lot of times too, like people just aren't used to asking for help and they're not used to like asking or wanting like help with a need being met. Now, as I think about it, it's like, where do we all get our attitude about or our knowledge about like a relationship? You really just get it from your life up to the point where you were in this relationship. You might've got it from experience in a past relationship. You might've got it from experience of your parents and looking at them. Maybe siblings that are married or in a relationship, you pull all of your information from other people. And so who knows what your background is, but maybe you're just not comfortable. Maybe you're from a family that never discussed their feelings. Maybe you're from a place where you didn't ask for help. You just figured out everything on your own and that's just how your life has gone to this point. But you need to understand that it's important to ask for help if you need it because you don't ever want to be in a place where you're not asking for help and then you end up drowning in the relationship. Yeah, and this could be... This could be something so easy like, I mean, we use the example just as a silly example because it happens in our house of housework, but this could be that you're struggling mentally. This could be anything. This could really have a million different things and asking for help doesn't have to mean housework. It doesn't have to be help with something you're struggling with mentally, but there's just, it can encompass so much. So I just wanted to note that there too. Uh, The other reason, the fifth and final reason actually, is that there is some relational or emotional immaturity on the part of one or both partners. Yeah, and that's really what we're what we're talking about here. I mean, that's what we're discussing. And I really just want to back up here and say that relational emotional immaturity, right? A lot of times you can think immaturity and you can think it has to do with an age. Well, I would argue immaturity just has to do with your maturity level in the relationship. It has nothing to do with age. Because I've met a lot of people who are much older than me who are very immature in their relationship. They're not willing to talk. They're not willing to discuss. They're willing to be a doormat for the other person. They're willing to not ever speak their mind or even worse, just blow up all the time, which is also showing emotional immaturity and relational immaturity. See, the issue really is if you don't ever open up, if you don't ever do some of these things that we're talking about, you're never going to grow because how do you grow from being like immature? Like when you're a child or when you're like growing up, what actually gets you that level of maturity? You have to actually go out and experience the world. Your relationship's no different. How are you going to gain that maturity level if you don't actually open yourself up to that relationship and try to really grow? Because if you don't, you're never going to be like mature in the relationship because you're never allowing yourself to open up enough. So how do we overcome these obstacles and start actually asking for what we need in our relationships? Obviously... We're super big on opening the lines of communication. I think this is the number one thing you can do to learn how to be comfortable asking for what you need. You might have to take a good hard look at your relationship. Maybe you never have or maybe you haven't in a while. But are you guys talking at all? If you're only talking about the weather, well, first of all, we feel you because we've been there. And number two, well, no wonder you can't ask for what you need out of this relationship. Get in the habit of deeper conversations. Become friends again who want to hear what the other person has to say. Once the lines of communication are open, it's going to be so much easier to share what you actually need from each other. Yeah, we actually have two great episodes. Uh, Episode number three was the eight must-have conversations for your relationship. And we also did episode number five of this podcast. Let's talk about it, the importance of meaningful conversations. And I'd really recommend checking those out just as a starting point because you can definitely get stuck in these surface-level conversations. And you need to take a look 
You need to kind of take a pulse on your relationship is always what I like to say. You should take a look at what conversations you've had in the last week with your partner. What have you talked about? Is it the news? Is it to-dos? Or as Meg said, is it the weather? I mean, what conversations did you have that actually brought you closer as a couple in this last week of time? Oh my gosh, yes. And it's, I mean, even when you know, even when you're aware, it can be so hard to not get stuck in the to-dos because you're a mother, you're a father, you have jobs, you're a spouse. There's just things you have a home or an apartment or whatever. You're living somewhere. There are things you have to get done and it can be so easy to get stuck in the to-dos and just the have-yous and the will-yous and forget to actually talk about anything that matters. And it doesn't really so much matter if anyone's vacuumed that day or you know, who's made the lunch at this point, but get to those deeper conversations at least a couple times a week, if not more. Yeah. I mean, really going back to it, it's like what conversations have helped you know your partner better? Now I get it. I mean, a lot of you have been together for a long time. I mean, we've been together for 17 years and we've been married for 11 and we still practice this strategy of deeper conversations because we understand how important it is to the health of your relationship. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that I came to Meg because I was struggling. I was just lost and I didn't get where I was supposed to go or what I was supposed to do. And if I'm being honest, I was searching, but I was searching by myself. It was, it was inside, it was internal, and it was not something that I would share with Meg. I just, I, I didn't want to burden her with it. I didn't want to give it to her because again, it goes back to like, do I want to open myself up? Is this putting too much on her? I know she had her own life stresses. Like, did I want to like bring this up? Because like we had a good thing going. And thankfully, Meg recognized that I was struggling and she asked me more. And it opened us up to like many amazing discussions, which ultimately led me on a path to starting to dig out of my emotional tunnel that I had dug myself into. But if she had never asked me or worse, if she asked and I wasn't receptive or open, then maybe I'd still be stuck right where I was. And it's so easy to do that too, isn't it? To push it off as men, men, I'm speaking to you. And you believe you should just be able to handle it. You should be able to handle everything on your own. But we're not built that way. We're not meant to be alone. The world is built on community with other people. So don't have this false belief that you should be able to do everything and anything by yourself. I love that because here's the thing. Brandon totally had the ability to ignore what I was asking him or lean in a little bit to how ridiculously uncomfortable he was about to be if he opened up to me and he had the choice to make and the choice that he made ultimately led him to a place where he wanted to be and got him stuck out of his rut. But if you are in a place where you just think something's off with somebody, let me just encourage you to reach out. It might take you three times to ask. It might take you seven times to ask. Maybe they never will open up, but you have to try. You have to try. Maybe they'll open up the first time. I don't know. It's just different for everybody. But don't give up just because the answer was no first because there could be something really going on that they do want to open up to you. They're just not sure yet how to do that. Yeah, and I just want to give a word of caution with that too is just make sure that when you are when you are doing that, when you are approaching them, that you're doing it on their timeline, that you're asking them, but you're not prying to them. 
Don't ask questions because you want to know. Right, right. Let right. them open up and tell you what they would want to tell you. And like Meg said, that might take time. But we get really stuck in this asking questions like it's an interview, like it's something I want to know because I want as like a reporter to know these things. That's not how you're coming to them. You're coming to them from a place of compassion and you're letting them open up and share with you what they will, whether it's a little breadcrumb here or there or not, because that ultimately is building that trust that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, that's a really great point. Thanks for mentioning that one too. So another thing that we really believe in, especially me, is if you can't say it, write it. There have been times in our relationship where we've written thoughts out in a card or just on paper. And there's a couple good reasons for this. And no, it's not because we're too chicken. The first reason is just that sometimes we let emotions rule when we have conversations. If I'm frustrated when I come to Brandon asking him for something, I'm not going to ask it lovingly, and he's going to immediately go on the defensive. When there's a good chance emotions will hinder the message, writing might just let you say it how you actually want it to sound and let the other person hear it, digest it, and then respond once they've processed it rather than immediately and with too little thought. The other good thing about writing is that you're not going to forget your points. Sometimes in conversations where someone's uncomfortable, they can forget what they're really trying to say, or the other person will keep needing to get their response in, so those thoughts are postponed and ultimately may never get said. What I love about writing it is that you can also just write it out and then choose not to share that actual letter or note with the other person. You might just be writing it so that you can figure out what you're thinking about and what you feel about it. Get your own self straight before you ever approach that person in a real conversation. Oh, I love that because anytime you bring a, bring a conversation up and like Meg said, a lot of times you just like, there's some discomfort, especially if it's like a deeper issue and you can kind of almost like go back on your, on your heels and you kind of go on the defensive a little bit. And then you're all about responding rather than hearing them out. So like it really, when you're writing and you can really reflect and like Meg said, as the person that would receive that letter, you can have time to take an introspective look and really think about it and you don't have to respond right away and it gives time to really reflect that you would never have in a a one-on-one conversation in the moment. Yeah, and if you write it, maybe don't send it immediately. Sometimes I've just written it and then left it alone to decide whether I wanna have the conversation whether I want to send the letter or whether it should ultimately be left alone because there's not enough there for it to be a thing. Another thing about it is to just be kind, but direct. Don't ever meander on what you really need. If Brandon needs something from me, I'd rather him just tell me what that is. I don't want the hints. I just want to know. Even still, when you're asking for something, say it nicely. No one wants to feel like they're being attacked or that they just are completely missing the mark currently. There's always a way to say something with a bit of finesse. I completely agree. I mean, I'd much rather know that you need something than not. And I know that many times we believe people should just already know or sense it somehow. And sometimes you might be right. But it just leads to resentment and it doesn't need to be there. You're judging the other person for essentially not being able to read your mind. (laughs) And my advice is to be an advocate for yourself. Let them know that you're hurting. Let them know you're in need of something or that you need more out of them. Then if they don't do it after the conversation, it may be time to dig deeper on the relationship. I remember years ago, we would have a lot of drama when it came to either of our families because neither of us would really talk about it. 
then when conversations did come up, we would have a fight because we never set parameters on our feelings and we never opened our mouths. And then when the conflict started and the emotions were running high, and trust me, in those moments, you never use the right words or say the right things. It was just much better to be direct with your thoughts and needs, and you may just be surprised on where it goes. Also, we believe in showing by example. And right here, I'm going off the love language thing. We love others the way we want to be loved. So if that's true, then we should be able to show what we need and want out of our relationship by modeling that behavior to our partner. Right. And and just a couple with that, I mean, if you're modeling that behavior and you're getting a different response than you anticipated, maybe it's time to take a little look in the mirror too and see, are you really communicating in the way you should be? Because that's that's something that I would always caution against because a lot of times me and Meg will have like disagreements and she's like, well, I said this or you said that, but it's you didn't mean it that way at all. And out of a simple disagreement, it be, can become a much bigger fight because you simply just misunderstood where the other person was coming from. Right. Another thing, the other thing is that when you show by example, it might not lead to immediate results. But over time, I do think that our partners start to notice and they start to hear us through our actions. And the last one really is to just ask. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but seriously, if you feel like you need more connection, more date nights, ask. If you feel like you need more help with the kids, ask. Brandon always tells me, Meg, if you're overwhelmed and want help, just ask me. I'm happy to do it, but I don't always realize you need help. Whatever you're looking for in a relationship or in life in general, it may never just randomly fall into your lap. You may never just naturally know what the other person truly needs. But as you begin to ask each other for what you want, the chance of getting that goes significantly up. If you never ask, you may never get what you truly need. If you do ask, there's a pretty good chance that you'll at least see some movement toward meeting your needs. Asking for what you need is really hard. But as you begin to voice how you'd like to see your relationship play out, you'll become more and more comfortable with just laying it all out there and figuring it out together. I really like that. And and the whole point of this episode really comes back to that point of just asking because you're never really going to know. Now, for a second here, I want to cut through the BS. I want to cut through the stuff that you sit and believe because you can look at someone like us and yeah, we have a podcast and yes, we work together and yes, we do this, that and the other. Or you can look at someone else and you can think they have it all figured out. But the reason I get fired up about this is because we need to open our eyes. We really do. And I remember one day years ago, and I remember it very clearly, Megan had gotten back from a workout and she had sat in the car for a really long time. And when she eventually came in, I knew something was wrong. I just sensed it and I just knew it wasn't right. And so I asked her what was going on. And I remember saying she just wasn't happy, right? She just wasn't happy. I also remember me not really understanding what that meant because going back, I was young and immature in a relationship and saying, well, you know what we can do? We can just start going on more dates. We can start to do more fun things together again. And Megan agreed to this, but she held back. She knew it was deeper than that. And she didn't talk about it. She simply just agreed. And then we tried to do these little things that would make her happy. But because she wasn't really clear on how deep it was, and because I didn't 
know how to ask more questions or try to dig deeper, nothing got better. So yeah, we dated more. We tried to have more fun, but that didn't really fix anything because that wasn't what we needed. And then we went from bad to worse to worse. And our relationship was actually brought to the breaking point. But if we would have just asked more of each other and showed more relational maturity, I firmly believe we could have prevented a lot of personal heartache. Absolutely. And guys, that's really the heart of this episode. It's really why we wanted to put this episode out there is because we know, we understand how crappy it can be when you just feel lost inside of a relationship and you don't know how to say to the other person, this is what I truly need. So if you're struggling in your relationship, if you're having doubts, if you're not sure where to go next, you need to talk to the other person. You need to open your mouth. You need to let them into what's going on inside of you and tell them that you're struggling. Tell them that you need something more from them. And you'll figure it out together because you have to say the words. You have to say the words. We hope this has been encouraging. We hope this has helped you. Please reach out if you need anything. We are always here to listen. We're always here to support. Hey, B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love Podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear. 